Our producer once preached at a conservative church and started his sermon out with, God is pro-choice. You could see the immediate wall come up with some of the listeners. So he paused and went on to explain that in Genesis, God gives humans the great power to choose. He did not restrict what they could do with that power. But throughout history, the devil has twisted, mangled, distorted, and so much more, the concept choice, the purity of that power. It has become political and in some cases deemed sinful, so much so that a mere mention of choice in church can bring up walls. But God gave us the power to choose. You can choose to follow God or not. You can choose to be in church or not. You can choose to be peaceful or choose to be violent. Those choices are yours to make, but with each choice comes consequences. God has given us the power to choose. As someone once said, with great power comes great responsibility. I'm Sarah Mae Clone, and this is Sabbath School University. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Hi, and welcome to Sabbath School U. My name is Sarah McClone, and I am your host for the day. And with me, I have a panel that you may or may not remember if you've been paying attention. <laughs> so, gentlemen, who are you? And I have a very important question for you. If you could have any hairstyle in the entire world, what kind of hair would you have? Hi, Sarah. My name is Kelly <laughs> Jean Phillip. And uh, interestingly enough, I am rocking the hairstyle that I would have if I could choose any hairstyle. So do you have a nickname with this hairstyle? Yes. <laughs> the nickname is Baldy. Yeah. <laughs> I only know that because that's actually the only way I knew him. I didn't know him by his name for oh, a long time. Um, Awkward story. <laughs> that's fine. Well, it's beautiful. Thank you. You know, I should try it. You should. <laughs> yeah, friendship not so much there anymore. <laughs> All right. There. Okay, well, good. <laughs> Uh, my name is Zachary Weems, and if I could choose a hairstyle, um, a mohawk. Mohawk? I yes. can see you with a mohawk. Dude, Faded mohawk. You should totally the, do that. That's actually what I'm doing right now. Okay, <laughs> get on it. it yeah. right. And make sure to top. find me when it's like fully okay. present. I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Evan Rory. Um, if I had to choose the hairstyle, I would say the uh, high top fades that they used to have back in the day. The ones that go nice. all the way up there You're and it's flat on the top. They are. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at myself one day and I said, I don't think I can try this. I'm going to just try it one day and just see what happens. <laughs> That's brilliant. I really like that hairstyle. That's brilliant. Well, that had absolutely nothing to do with anything, but I'm very much so feeling happy that we had this discussion. So anyhow, we should probably pray um, and read the scripture. Would you mind doing that, Zachary? Okay. Um, let us read scripture. Yeah, scripture. Okay. <laughs> and the scripture is coming from Genesis 2, 16, 17 in the NIV. And it reads, The Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge, of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Mm -hmm. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to fellowship and to discuss uh, more about you, Lord. Um, as we enter into this topic discussion, uh, let us be prayerful and to 
spread your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm really happy to have you all here today. And today we're talking about lesson five, mm -hmm. which is creation and morality. So I'm very excited about this topic because I love talking about morality <laughs> and ethics and all that stuff. So let's just go right in. Um, how does belief in creation affect one's self-worth and the view of the worth of others? Well, um, I feel that creation affects your self-worth um, by first we realize that we are sinful. Mm -hmm. um, and because we are sinful, we need a savior. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like the, uh, it's almost like the idea of um, Jesus being a father to us. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's our, our parent. And because of him, he reminds us daily of what we are worth. Mm -hmm. And by reflecting back on you know, the creation, that um, all of us are created from the same area. So that means we all are created equally. And so it's just a constant um, reminder that um, we have a parent that cares for us and mm -hmm. that that nurtures us to you know to give us the development that we need. Nice. Mm -hmm. I nice. like it. Um, it's interesting because when I was growing up, um, I had someone tell me that I would never amount to anything. I was nothing but you know a clown, and um, it those words stuck with me for for a long time. And so in understanding the account of creation and that we're created in the image of God, um, that to me as I you know, was growing up, it started giving me a lot more self-worth. And so I know my story is not the only one. Maybe you know, other people have been told worse things or maybe have felt in uh, worse ways, but understanding that God created us in His image. Mm -hmm. And if we know what we understand about God, all-powerful, you know, marvelous, awesome. That means I was created in that same image. Mm -hmm. And so I'm also not necessarily all-powerful. <laughs> <but> Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it gives you, it gives, it gave me a sense of, of uh, worth, a lot mm. more worth than that individual gave me at that time. Yeah, it's true. I think a lot of times we don't realize what we say to people mm. and how we demean them and take away God, you know, like God's glory by demeaning other mm. people. So... Yeah, that's I can, a good uh, story. I, I didn't. I can say I, I had that experience, like he said, a negative one. But mm -hmm. uh, I did have parents that constantly reminded me that I wasn't theirs. I was somebody more powerful. Mm. Mm. So that just a constant reminder every single day that you are a child of God and things like that. It really stayed with me, and mm -hmm. that kept me going, thinking to myself that I am not just a human being that is just wandering on this mm -hmm. earth. I actually belong to somebody that's more powerful. Mm -hmm. So that's very, very important. And I appreciated that about my parents because they really just made me feel that my self-worth was more than what I thought it was, mm -hmm. especially in the bad days. That's really cool. Take notes from when you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Share them. No, that's absolutely true because I think, like I said before, we get so caught up in our own um, perception of what people should be or shouldn't be, yeah, and we don't yeah. realize the source. Mm -hmm. And so it's always good to refocus and realize, you know, it doesn't just go back to our parents, it goes back to, to God, to God yeah. as opposed to like, we base so much off of our tangible universe or our tangible world, and it's not limited to that. Yeah. So that's a good point. Um, so if we say that God created through the evolutionary process, which is a dodgy you know, people will get all up in arms about this. Mm -hmm. So how might this view alter the foundations of our view of human dignity and worth? So how would things change if we went through it? Man, it's, uh, that completely shifts the focus of being created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. um, as in, the Bible tells us that, you know, God made that choice. Mm -hmm. 
let us create man in our own image. And so he got on his knees or however he did it, he used his hands and he went down and dirty and he created uh, human beings. The evolutionary process, however, challenges that. Mm. And so we are told that through the evolutionary process that uh, maybe through a series of trials and errors, you know, um, we were once this and then we mm -hmm. evolved over time to finally become uh, human beings going through different stages right. uh, throughout that. And it almost makes it seem, it takes God out of the picture and just makes it seem like eh, something that just happened mm -hmm. after this series of, of trial and error. And it doesn't only affect our self-worth and um, what we believe the Bible says in God creating human beings, but it challenges so many other mm. fundamental Christian beliefs. Uh, but just understanding that God created everyone in His mm -hmm. image. Um, it was intentional. He chose yeah. to do it. It was not because He got bored and just let something yeah, you know, develop. Absolutely. You look like you're about to say something. You really <laughs> yeah. Well, you really the conversation. It just, <laughs> it just came to my mind of a situation of, um, well, a personal experience of me um, at a time when I was kind of struggling and I was going through a little hard times. Um, I was outside on a playground just looking up into the sky and just talking to God and just really trying to reason with Him like, Lord, am I worth anything? What is my mm. self-worth? Hmm. Where is my identity found? And I'm praying to God and something just tells me to look up. And I look up into the clouds and I see a cloud the shape of a heart. Mm. And everything just became so calm and peaceful amongst hmm. me, reminding mm -hmm. me that I am worth something. Now, if we look at it from an evolutionary you know, standpoint, um, that creates us into, uh, we look at it as self-creators, as mm -hmm. we've, we've created something in order to help our own morals and to help our right. own uh, uh, self-worth. And point. that's, you know, that, that's an issue, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think so often we get so caught up in ourselves that we, again, need to refocus on things. And it's about an experience, yes. mm -hmm. not so much about an explanation, mm -hmm. I feel. Because I think I can't always explain to people God, but I can explain to him or people my experience with God. Yeah. And people mm -hmm. jump into that. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, yeah. So you saying, mm -hmm. I looked up and saw a heart. Now, people could be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Or they could be, <laughs> yeah. or, but for you, that was a that moment was, that yeah. was like essential yeah. to the rest of your life, and mm -hmm. you still remember it. And yeah. so it's just, it's one of those things. It's about experience, and I think it's really cool that right. you found that. Yeah. yeah. Anything else on that? I think that was good. <laughs> He's and <iron> done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so how is the idea of human beings being made in the image of God linked to the concept of morality? This is one of those Ooh. ethics questions. Dun, dun, dun. So I how can. is it linked to morality? Um, when I think of humans being made in the image of God, when I think about mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. being made in the image of God, you think back and say that I'm reflecting who he is and, mm -hmm. and what he stands for and everything like that. So when I think of morality and how God is a flawless God, and we're not saying, I'm not saying that we need to strive to be flawless because mm -hmm. we're, made, we're made sinners. But at the same time, knowing right and wrong as, as humans, I guess that's what we should strive to do is to show God by 
having a good set of morals mm -hmm. and knowing right and wrong and choosing to do right more right. than wrong. So I, that's that's something you can look at every now and then and decide, is this the right thing I should be doing? Mm -hmm. Like those are things you should ask yourself every day and say, should I do this? And should I have not done that? And stuff like that, it just creates the image of God and eventually makes us mirror and reflect right. God. So. Yeah, absolutely. Here's uh, something that just came to mind while um, you were speaking. Um, we're created in the image of God, right. and, and morals is implied um, choice, the power to choose. And it's just amazing how God chose to make us. And mm -hmm. so in creating us, he inherited that power for us to choose as well mm -hmm. in the creation process, and so, or in creating us. So we were created with the power to choose, and God reaffirmed it when he told Adam, you have the choice to eat from mm -hmm. this fruit or from this tree or from all the other trees right. in the garden. And so there is, this may sound a little whack, but <laughs> <laughs> there is power in the power to choose. Mm -hmm. And God yeah. made sure that um, not only he reaffirmed that, but he continues to remind us mm -hmm. of that power right. through the moral choices that, that we make. Absolutely. And I would say also that within that choice as well, uh, remembering that our bodies are, you know, we're the temple of God, mm -hmm. and so you know, our bodies aren't ours. Yeah. And yeah. and God has given us, uh, you know, the the ability of choice to, you know, follow along with either what He has mm -hmm. planned for us or what, you know, we maybe have planned for, for ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And I guess you were hinting at it a little bit mm -hmm. is taking care of the earth a moral issue uh, based on this creation? <laughs> I don't know. I would say it is. Um, if we look at the first thing God told Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. or men and women, when he created them, the first, mm -hmm. one of the first things he told them was, take care of the earth, you know, rule mm -hmm. over it, take care of it. That was what they um, one of the things they were assigned right. to do at first. And so I think sometimes we just restrict uh, moral choices to other things and we don't think about the environment, mm -hmm. what God gave us um, mm -hmm. to, to rule over and to, to take care of. So yeah, I definitely yeah. say. Absolutely. I think, yeah, again, we get stuck on the other issues and we don't realize, you know, like we're talking about creation. That's yeah. why it's kind of interesting. You know, God has challenged us to take care of this earth yeah. and yet, we're all like, well, let's fight over this, you know, right? <laughs> when it's things that we could do. Okay, I have a really, do you have something to say on well, that topic? Because before funny. I go yeah. off. <laughs> it just reminds me kind of of Captain Planet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aww, <laughs> um, you know, bring pollution take, down yeah, to zero. Exactly. So, you know, taking care of the earth. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was a good show, by the way. Yeah, yeah we used to have show. such good, healthy shows. What is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Um, okay, so I have a question for you, and this is not part of anything really but I remember in one of my undergrad classes my professor goes if you were invisible hmm. what would you do and mm. and I was just like oh no <laughs> like that is way too much power because <laughs> everyone was like oh I would do good deeds and they're saying all this stuff and I was like you know honestly I'd probably spy on people and rob a bank like <laughs> I don't know like I'm just not that good of a person apparently because I was thinking that is so much responsibility because yeah. I have yeah. this skill and nobody would know. Yeah. So like I wouldn't even get in trouble for it. So would I do things? Anyway, so this is when I think about morality. I think about mm. what would I actually do as opposed to what I do because I know I'll get caught. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so 
Yeah, and so it goes back to like this power that you were talking about. There's mm -hmm. so much power in this choice because we know the difference for the most part. Mm -hmm. Some places are muddied, but like it's kind of terrifying to yeah. think about when you have all that. And I was gonna say, it's also kind of just like a, the saying of when you're not around anyone else, mm -hmm. that's the real you. Yep. You know? And so that's just to piggyback off of what you Yep. Say. It's, yep, mm -hmm. absolutely. It's who you are <laughs> when you're alone. Right. Yes. Because nobody's looking. Yeah. Right. So, great. Well, now that that's out of my system. <laughs> so what is implied in God's command to Adam in Genesis 2, 16 and 17, which we just read? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Well, can I read it? Yes, just to please, because sure? okay. I have a short okay, attention so span. He says in Genesis 2, 16 and 17, mm -hmm. the Lord gave command to man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you mm -hmm. must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Mm -hmm. Okay, I would imply God was telling Adam without actually telling him this, that he has the freedom of choice. I really think that when you when you talk about the things that happened beforehand. He gave him control over the names of the animals. He gave him control of Garden of Eden. He gave him power. And then at the end of all of that, he stopped and said, before you go any further, I'm giving you a responsibility to not do this one thing. You can do anything else but this one thing. Mm -hmm. And I really like that because it's showing the power that God has given us to choose for ourselves. And if you really even think about it, why would God even place this tree in the middle of the garden, if you're not allowed to use it, if you're not allowed mm -hmm. to take from it, he's giving us the power to choose. And that was a very great example because he's giving all of the power to Adam, but yet he's just letting him not touch this one right. thing and it's giving him the power to choose. So mm -hmm. I think that's very important because God wants us to choose for ourselves. He doesn't want us to be robots mm -hmm. and him controlling us all the time. He wants us to choose. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's a really good thing to know. He's implying everything that we do that it's not him telling us what to do, he wants us to choose. And it makes him feel better afterwards because he knows mm -hmm. that if we do choose to follow him, it mm -hmm. makes him feel a little bit better because he didn't make us choose him. He gave us the choice to choose him. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's more glorifying to him if mm -hmm. we choose him for ourselves. It's true. And I know a couple of weeks back when we all first hung out, um, <laughs> you said that one of the things you like creating is friendships. Yes. Now, what if people didn't have a choice to be your friend? How much of a bummer would that be? That'd be a bummer, but at the end of the day, I know <laughs> that I'm going to choose to make new friends. I mean, it, 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 I get what you're trying to say. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So you know what I was trying to say. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. You had a hmm Yeah, I point. actually did have a hmm point. Um, <laughs> if we think about, uh, all right, follow me here, okay? I'm ready. Numerically Maybe. speaking, Adam and Eve had the choice to eat from whatever fruit mm -hmm. they could possibly want to eat. And God mm -hmm. just told them to not approach, come near, look at, or mm -hmm. eat from that one tree. And so inherent in that, the aha moment I had, <laughs> it, it almost, it, it seems to me that our initial, before the fall of man, mm -hmm. we all had the ability to choose from a variety, to make a variety of good choices, mm -hmm. as opposed mm -hmm. to the one bad choice. Mm -hmm. So even in our falling nature, I think, we can still, through Christ, have the power to choose a variety of good things as opposed to the one temptation that keeps coming back to us over mm -hmm. and over and over again. And no, I know we're always gonna be tempted, but mm -hmm. God always gives us that power 
to choose from the variety and the abundance of his goodness mm -hmm. that one good choice or that plethora of good plethora you like that good word <laughs> thank you i feel smarter. plethora of good choices that we can make um you know as opposed to like i said just continuing to choose the wrong mm -hmm. thing so it made sense in my head. I hope it made sense to you guys. Totally. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Thank you. And you used the word plethora. plethora. So <laughs> I am happy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that are implied in this command, and I think you guys have brought out maybe a different view on it, because I think we've heard the canned version mm -hmm. of the right answer. So, absolutely. So how does one believe one's belief in crea creation impact his or her belief in biblical authority? Because when we talk about all this, we end up going back to scripture. So how does that play in to how much power this has? Man, you know, I'm not sure. And you're the seminarian. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. Do you have any thoughts of how perhaps it could? Um, no, no, I don't. Well, okay, go ahead. Well, what is me meant by biblical authority? Ooh. Okay. Insightful. I should have asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Never called that. Do you want to answer? No, I still don't have anything. Okay. Do you have an answer? That's <sighs> very tough. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Okay. Well, I mean, if you think about it, mm -hmm. if someone believes in creation, mm -hmm. right, where do you get the story of creation? From the Bible. Wow. So, do you think they're connected? <laughs> Okay, all right. In some way? I mean, that's kind of, I guess, how I view it. Because when you look at it, it says, how does one's belief in creation impact his or her belief in a biblical authority? If you mm -hmm. believe in creation, then you believe that the Bible is telling you the truth. Right, right, okay, okay. Now I understand the question I think it's better. an overcomplicated question that's quite simple in my brain, at least. Yes, yes. Um, when, as you alluded to, when we were uh, here a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago, um, we said that believing in understanding um, our worth and that God created us and that he made everything for us, we can see that throughout the entire mm -hmm. biblical account. And so in understanding the account of creation uh, as we see in moral, mm -hmm. uh, in the moral context, helps us understand that the Bible, the Bible is also a moral book mm -hmm. to also guide our morality. And so if, like you said, if we believe in, in creation, uh, if we believe in the principles of creation, in the accounts mm -hmm. of creation, if, you know, then that right there um, gives the Bible a lot more authority to, um, uh, yeah, it just gives the Bible a lot more authority. Right, and how you view the creation, all three mm -hmm. of you have presented it in a more positive light. Mm -hmm. But if you view the creation as like, you can and can't do this and da 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 da, you're gonna read the rest of the Bible in a as very grumpy dictatorship right. kind mm -hmm. of manner. As opposed to if you read it as a love story, yeah. God to yeah. us, you're mm -hmm. gonna read through and you're going to see love scattered throughout scripture. Mm -hmm. And so I think your interpretation and your emotion of how you interpret creation helps you interpret the Bible. Yes. If that makes sense. That's what I was trying to say. Well done. <laughs> a plus. If I was a teacher, I would totally. Okay. So I guess, again, we've talked about the views of creation. So if we have a view of creation, how does this inform our opinions regarding current issues? I mean, there's some really intense ones like euthanasia, cloning, abortion. There's some major issues out mm -hmm. there right now. And how does our view 
change? Well, um, in looking at creation, um, you see that it's everything that God has created. Mm -hmm. um, he created and he said it is good. Mm -hmm. And um, I look at, I guess we could take cloning or we could take abortion, for example, if you are into uh, or interested in uh, such things, it's kind of like taken apart from God mm. because that's God's blessing to this earth. Mm. And, you know, it's, you know, it's something that is supposed to be, um, help me here, the seminarian. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for, seminarian? Um, it's something that's supposed to be glorified or in order to, um, being in the maze of his creation, in awe. Okay. In awe. Okay. Okay. We could say, yeah, it's a shock and awe. <laughs> yeah. Well done, cinnamon right. man. So, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think sometimes we take the power of God. Well, we try to. Mm. We've talked about power and morality, mm. and I think sometimes we take that power, and we think that we have, in essence, God's power. Like I choose to take this life, euthanasia, abortion, or I choose to create life. Mm -hmm. Here you go. And you know, it's interesting because my life actually parallels those two things because I am a chaplain and so I specialize in death mm. <laughs> Yay! and trauma, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of death every day, but I was also an art major first. So I love creating things. Mm. So when I think about right. it, it's like I go home and I create things <laughs> and I go to work and things die. Yeah. And it's like just the full extreme. And sometimes I think as humans, we get all cocky and we're like, we're going to take over and we're going right. to, we're going to be in control of all situations right. and take mm -hmm. things upon ourselves. And so it's interesting that you bring that out because I think so often our focus is shifted again because we look at creation in a very weird light. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's not about the continuation or life or about whatever, but yeah. And it's interesting too that these, uh, for instance, these issues, euthanasia, cloning, abortion, mm -hmm. they're all centered around choice, mm -hmm. the person's choice. And inherent in um, the account of creation and what God told Adam and Eve, you know, mm -hmm. you have the choice to choose all these things or pretty much live with the consequences of, of your choices. So we do have the power mm -hmm. to choose whatever we want, whether abortion, mm -hmm. cloning, or whatever. That power is inherent. Mm -hmm. It's something that cannot be taken away from us. However, yeah. the consequences are mm -hmm. something that we must deal with, yeah. whether good or bad. Absolutely. And just just to go along with what you were saying, uh -huh. with uh, humans trying to you know, create on their own, we could look at, uh, you know, er, I mean, well, current technology mm -hmm. of trying to create uh, things that look like retina displays mm -hmm. or right. you know, trying to <laughs> make it seem as though it's real life, yeah. it's right. realistic, so it's a part of the yeah. creation process. Yes. Well, I'm going to have to actually stop you there because oh, wow. we are out of time, which is <laughs> oh, weird, right? Because we just started. Oh, no. But <laughs> thank you so much for sharing. And again, it goes back to morality and good choice versus bad choice. Yes. So, yay. All right. Thank you so much. And that's it for the study. Thank you for joining us. Meet us on Facebook or at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U, .org. Bible study is more than a group of people who just talk. It's for the head and for the heart. And may yours grow in God's spirit. I'm Sarah Mae Clone. We'll see you next time on Sabbath School U.